1: worker of yours. Now joining Paul and Jordana to talk Hollywood film reviews and all things movies from DirectConversations.com. It's Tim Lammers. Presented by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Attorneys, seeking justice for the injured. Find them at MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? Oh, boy. This sounds good. That's a clip from a new series on Disney Plus Obi Wan Kenobi. I'll bet you a bagel that uh, Tim Lammers has. Something to say about that. Is this a prequel or a sequel, or does it matter? Hey, Tim.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Paul. Good afternoon. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, Thank you. You know, it's it's one of those falling in between sorts of things. Yes, it is okay. a prequel to the Star Wars story that began in 1977 with Sir Alec Guinness as Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, but it takes place 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, in that film, Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan. Now it's been 10 years. He's in hiding on Tatooine. Uh, he brought, of course, uh, Padme Amidala and Anakin Skywalker's twins. He separated them, brought Luke Skywalker to Uncle Owen on Tatooine, and then uh, brought Princess Leia to Alderaan, where she is the adopted daughter of uh, Senator Bail Organa. So you do have, actually, some involvement with those children uh, at uh, age 10 now. But the series mainly centers on Obi-Wan being hunted down by the Inquisitors, which are basically henchmen for uh, Darth Vader. They okay. want him. They know he's still around, that he still exists. So really right now it's a, a cat and mouse game and, and you know, an, an effort to find him. Um, You know, honestly, Paul, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I mean, starting with 1977, the Star Wars series have, for the most part, have been hits. And I won't say this is a miss, but I will say that it starts out slower than the previous two Star Wars series, which would be The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Um, I think that they try too hard with certain characters. Uh, I don't want to go into too great of a detail, but it's like... They're trying to press on the, you know, the legacy. They're they're trying to make connections with the characters of the uh, original Star Wars films, that, those legacy films. And I just think that sometimes they're just trying too hard, and you can feel that that things are being forced in a way as a viewer and as particularly a Star Wars fan. So kind of middle of the road on it right now, Paul, but there are four more episodes, so hopefully things will change.
1: Okay. okay. All right. I am. And I marvel at and and look, the plots, at least in the movies, were always, I thought, pretty compelling. But the uh, the CG, especially, you know, when you see these in the theater and you're surrounded by this, it's really immersive. It's obviously a different experience watching a television set. But look, I I'm going to give it a shot and, uh, Mm and and see how I feel about it. Right.
0: Right, yeah, and I think the big, you know, reveal people are waiting for, and you do get a glimpse of him in at the end of Episode 2, but this fe- features the return of Darth Vader and, and, you know, slash Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen. Um, so, you know, that's what people want. So I'm just hoping that once we get a full-fledged introduction, you know, or reintroduction of Darth Vader, things are going to start picking up with the show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, I'm interested in this next one. I love Ricky Gervais, a new Netflix comedy special, Ricky Gervais Supernature. Welcome to my show. Uh, It's not a show. There's no dancers or jugglers. It's basically a bloke talking, um, which is essentially what stand-up comedy is, isn't it? A bloke talking. Sexist. Um, (laughs) What about all the funny female comedians? Like, um...
0: No, no, no. Right. <laughs> They're Thank just you. jokes. They're just <laughs> jokes. As Ricky, Ricky Gervais said, and when he took everybody down at the Golden Globes a, a couple years ago, and my how things have changed. And even though in yep. those few years that he did that, I mean, obviously people are much more sensitive, hypersensitive. Some people are uh, the ones that like to be very vocal on Twitter about such things. My whole feeling has been this all along. Look, if it offends you, don't watch. Um, He's an equal opportunity offender like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has been under the microscope for his controversial things that he says. Um, But the thing about Dave Chappelle and the thing about Ricky Gervais is they're not afraid to say what they want to say. And, yes, they're equal opportunity offenders who go after everybody. And Ricky Gervais in this particular special goes after everybody everyone but again he impresses upon people that these are just jokes that little clip there you know you heard it and people might think oh my god that's offensive but if you hear the rest of the joke you find it funny because in a way he's calling himself out (laughs) for being inappropriate i love him he's a clever guy he's a clever actor director and a stand-up comedian so i i love this special and
1: and look, say what you will about Ricky Gervais. Uh, I watched, I am watching Afterlife, the series, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. where
1: where he plays a man mourning the loss of his wife, who's concerned that he's never going to be the same, and the journey he sets out on. I mean, it's funny, it's poignant, and I think he really shines in that series. So I'm willing to give Ricky Gervais the benefit of the doubt and at least try it.
0: How far along are you with that series, Paul? I think I'm Are you in guess... season three yet?
1: No, no, no. I've not done three. I'm I'm somewhere in two.
0: Okay, you will. You know the thing is, they're short season, six episodes, half hour each. Yeah. You'll get the three soon enough. I probably told you before when I reviewed the season three. The yep. finale is the best series finale that I've ever seen. Out of all wow. the legendary programs in the history of television. Now, again, I'm not a scholar on these sorts of things, but incredibly poignant. Um, Yeah, so as I mentioned before, talented stand-up, but yes, actor and director and writer. And you're getting the whole deal there with Afterlife, and I'm so glad that you're in the middle of that now.
1: Yeah, he's he's amazing, and he's got great range, and he's not a one-trick pony. And nor are you... And we're going to be talking a little bit about Top Gun Maverick, $150 million in four days. Tom Cruise had a pretty good weekend, and uh, you're still gung-ho on that, right? Everybody should run out and see that?
0: Absolutely. Now,
1: did, did you see it yet, Paul? No, I have not. Um, I'm go- I am I hope to see it later this week, but um, I have not seen it yet.
0: I've talked with about the film, and I've been out and out and about, you know, with Memorial Day weekend and, you know, everything, and, and everybody I've talked to, overwhelmingly positive, loved it. I have not heard one bad thing, you know, come from anybody who's, you know, saw the movie over the weekend. It is just incredibly intense, emotional, uh, inspiring, very, again, positive. It's a very positive message that is always welcome in times where there's uncertainty and, and hey. strife. So, yeah, yeah, you got to love that. Tim, can you
1: take smaller kids to this? Was that a bad idea?
0: No, no, I think, yeah, I, look, it's, it's a PG-13 film, I okay. think. I don't even think that there is any cursing in it. And certainly, you know, I, I don't know what age range you're talking about, Paul, you know, if if kids have seen that, two original, years old. Eight My
1: eight grandson, eight. grandson is two. I, do you think yeah, that's a little too yeah, young? Yeah,
0: that might be a little young. <laughs> <laughs> I would stick okay. to the bad guys, which is in theaters. So that's a the animated comedy, but no, oh, no. I like mean, that. you know, look, I saw this thing. I was, uh, I don't know, must have been twenty one years old when I saw the original film. But you know, I'm sure people much younger than that saw that original film. But yeah, I mean, it's clean. You know, it's just, uh, again, a positive movie, positive message, everything like that. And I love that. I I like to say we need that sort of thing in theaters. People come out feeling great after they see the movie.
1: Oh, man, people are craving positivity and normalcy and optimism more than ever. Tim Lammers, thank you for being that beacon of hope. Uh, Appreciate your review today as we do every time you're on. Thank you.
0: All right, Paul. Have a great day.